Welcome to the On Becoming Educated podcast, where I, Paula Voon, will share my experience as a first-generation PhD student. So, the Cambridge Dictionary defines get ahead of yourself as doing something too early or before you're ready. I know this expression really well. One time, when I was in my mid-20s, I decided that I was going to start a writing business, and I spent weeks designing a logo, a business card, and a letterhead before I even had a plan of how to get clients. Needless to say, that business didn't last very long. Although I did eventually get two clients, it definitely did not pan out the way that I thought it would. And it definitely did not make up for the time I spent creating the logo, the business card, and the letterhead. As a person with constant ideas, I have to be super intentional about not getting ahead of myself. My friends have even come up with a system to help me with this. Wait at least a week, they usually say when I come to them with a grand idea. Then... Revisit the idea and see if you still feel the same way about it. If you do, then you can go ahead with it. They know me so well. Yesterday, I signed up for classes. I did the old find the class number and put it in your shopping cart thing and made a beautiful weekly schedule. I looked at it and daydreamed about what I would put in all the open spaces. I admired it and took screenshots of it and sent it to all my friends. If you think this is creepy, then you just haven't learned how to appreciate the beauty of a perfectly clean schedule yet. So after all of that, I put it away. I put it out of my head for now. I was not going to get ahead of myself. And the reason why is because just a few weeks ago, I did get ahead of myself, and I don't even know how it happened. Okay, confession time. I have a little problem. And to be fair, I think a lot of grad students have this problem. And maybe a lot of students in general have this problem. And I would say even people who are just really curious have this problem. I love looking up research articles. I love sorting these articles into organized folders. I love knowing that there's research to support this idea that I'm interested in, which is why I wasn't surprised when I found myself three hours and hundreds of pages deep into downloading articles about language attitudes and language endangerment. If you remember, in episode 11, I talked about my desire to study the Hmong language and its survival in Northern California because I've personally experienced and observed language loss through assimilation, and because this project is so close to my heart, I was and am super excited to get started on it. Hence, the frenzied downloading. I had five folders filled with articles, and I was trying to put all the articles together in a PDF so that I could send it off to printing, since I liked reading on paper more than on a screen. When all the PDFs finally merged, and it took several minutes since there were so many of them, it was well over a thousand pages. 
I quickly did the math. If I were printing at 10 cents a page, then this printing project was going to cost me over a hundred dollars. And that was when it finally hit me. I totally lost it. I totally went down the article rabbit hole. This isn't the first time I've gone down the article rabbit hole. For anyone who hasn't gone down the article rabbit hole before, let me just tell you, it's a dangerous, dangerous activity. And it's even more dangerous crawling back to the surface. You think you've found the article or articles you need, then Google Scholar shows you another one, then another one, then another one. What about this other spin on your topic? What about this population you haven't considered? What about this new method? What about this foundational article that has been cited 20,000 times? Okay, well, I actually haven't seen any article cited 20,000 times, but you know what I mean. And then before you know it, you have 20,000 articles on your reading list when you really only needed two. Let me just say the struggle is real. What finally made me step on the brakes was the realization that I was going to spend money on something I hadn't really thought through. I was going to spend over $100 to print a bunch of articles that I didn't even know if I was really going to use. My program wasn't starting until August 26th. The first two years of the program will be dedicated to taking classes and building a strong methodological and theoretical foundation before I launch into a more focused project. So why was I rushing? Why is such a tough question. And it is also one of the best questions I've ever learned how to ask myself. I learned it from reading Brene Brown's research on shame and vulnerability. I've talked about her research before on the show, and I've actually used her strategies in both my personal and professional life. A strategy that Brene teaches is to sit down in your emotion and to start exploring it. Hence the why question that I was asking myself. So I did just this. I tried to identify where the heck this frantic desire to start downloading articles was coming from. In the end, I think it was mainly because I was excited and bored. That combination can make people do really strange things. I also felt like I was suspended in time, neither moving forward nor backwards. Just kind of stuck. And this feeling was really uncomfortable. I've never been good at not having a project. But this was as much a symptom of the pandemic as it was a symptom of my own personality and habits. After exploring my why, I stopped downloading articles. Although I did try to get back into it at least once in the last few weeks. I know, I'm so bad. But what helped me stop that first time, and the second time, was remembering that soon I was going to be a poor grad student. So I needed to be strategic with where and how I spent my money. I also reminded myself that being a full-time grad student is a job. Some people don't see it this way, but I think I have to see it this way. 
I talked about this in episode six when I discussed the different types of funding available for grad students. Because being a full-time grad student is a job in my opinion, I needed to wait until I started the job to do the job. And I don't start the job until August 26th. I think some people might argue that being a grad student is a a 24-hour-a-day thing, that it's a lifestyle. Then maybe you don't have a life if you're a grad student. (laughs) So it's okay if you start your reading early. It's okay if you start working before you start your job, as I've been calling grad school. I can understand that perspective, but to be honest, I also think that's a dangerous perspective. It's dangerous because it gives you permission to work your butt off without proper compensation and without proper boundaries, and that could really put you in a bad place, both emotionally, physically, and mentally. As a grad student and as a researcher, you should be well-read in whatever field you are studying. That's kind of the gig you signed up for. However, grad students change their projects all the time. It's part of the process. You take classes, you learn about what other researchers are doing, and you respond by making iterations to your own research. So putting so much effort into a topic early on might be a bit risky. If you find yourself getting ahead of yourself, here are some questions you can ask. One, why do I feel the need to do this right now? Two, what is really motivating me? Three, does this need to be done right now? Four, what should and what could I be doing instead of this? And five, does this align with the emotional and mental boundaries that I've set up for myself? And if I haven't set any emotional and mental boundaries, then should I consider setting some? It's not always a bad thing to get ahead of yourself. I currently work at Chico State and sit on the Asian and Pacific Islander Council as the events coordinator. One of my responsibilities is planning a welcome for Asian and Pacific Islander students who come to Chico State. Last fall, I remember having a light bulb moment in the middle of August while everyone was on vacation. For a decade, we had been doing our welcomes in a centrally located but kind of hidden building on campus and usually on a Friday afternoon. The event was designed to expose new students to campus resources and to student organizations and staff. This is a great event. The only problem was we had been seeing a decline in new students at this event. They, for some reason, weren't seeing the announcements or maybe they just didn't want to come to an event in a kind of hidden location on a Friday afternoon. Okay. I remember thinking, if the students aren't coming to us, then we have to go to them. And the biggest way to go to them was to be out in public, not hidden away in a building in the middle of campus on a Friday afternoon. Before I realized what was happening, I had already planned out every detail. We would serve pho, not just to Asian and Pacific Islander students, but to anyone and everyone who wanted pho. Pho, spelled P-H-O, 
is a Vietnamese noodle dish, and I haven't seen anyone yet who doesn't like it. And if you have, then don't tell me because I don't want to know. The idea was to show up in a big way, to shout out to our students that we were here, and to bring a part of the Asian and Pacific Islander community to the larger Chico State community. Excited about my idea, I emailed the proposal to all the council members, and luckily everyone loved the idea and was willing to go along with it. It was our most attended welcome by a long shot, with over two hundred people attending. This was a scenario where getting ahead of myself yielded really great results. But this was one event that lasted one day, a very different thing from a PhD program, which is a five to seven year commitment. This event was a sprint, while grad school is a marathon. I actually don't think it's a bad thing to start your reading early, and I probably still will a little bit, <laughs> but maybe just not diving as deeply as I was planning to do or as I was doing. I think what I really needed to do was come up with a system that allowed me to decide which articles were worth my time and money, and which weren't. And I hadn't done that yet. I just dove right in and started downloading a bunch of articles. All in all, I think what not getting ahead of yourself comes down to is being comfortable with taking it slow, being comfortable with making sure you're ready before you dive deep into something. We live in such a fast-paced, instant gratification world that slow is uncomfortable. But when you're in something for the long haul, when you're going to commit years of your life to a project or a program, or in some cases even a person, it might be wise to do just that—to take it slow. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or the podcast listening platform of your choice to be notified when new episodes are up. If you would like to support this podcast, a rating and review will go a long way. Podcasts with ratings and reviews are more likely to be found by listeners, so I would very much appreciate it if you can take a few minutes to rate and review this podcast. If you would like to make a donation to help me run this podcast, you can do so at. Kofi.com/slash/onbecomingeducated. That's K-O-F-I.com/slash/onbecomingeducated. Every dollar helps. Follow me on Instagram at ByPaulVu and the podcast at OnBecomingEducated. Lastly, to access transcripts and submit listener questions, go to www.onbecomingeducated.com. Thank you.